Welcome into the In the Money podcast for Saturday, February 17th. Tom Leach along with Jim Goodman, Keeneland's Director of Wagering Development. We're going to take a look at the late pick four at the fairgrounds. Really nice card that culminates with preps for the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. Uh, We'll start, Jim, in race 11. There are four graded stakes in this pick four that starts in race 11. It's the Mineshaft, a grade three, four-year-olds and up at a mile and a 16th on the main track. Three of these four races are on the main track. And how did you see the Mineshaft? I thought it was a good race. I thought um, my, my top pick in here is maybe not does not have the class of some of the others, but I think he's just uh, got a positional advantage, and that's best actor for Brad Cox and Flavian Pratt. And this horse has won his last two um, wire to wire, and I think that's why I like him because the other horses that are in here that I really like is, you know, as well don't have that positional speed. I think there's a good shot that Pratt gets a fairly relaxed lead here. Um, and at mile 16th, he's two for three, and uh, the other one finished second. He's five for nine lifetime. Moving up in class from an optional claimer, uh, stretching out in distance, but he's run a mile and 16th twice before, and he, he won the Smarty Jones at Parks at a mile and 16th by five and three-quarters lengths last August. So I'm going to take best actor on top, coming off a short layoff. Uh, but Brad, obviously, preps for these big days as well as anybody. Second choice is Smile Happy, and uh, Smile Happy really disappointed in the Louisiana, but i I got to believe he really needed that race. He had been off since July, and he was four wide and just never really in the race. There were only six horses in there, Red Route 1, Happy American, two others that I'm going to use in here, come out of the same race and finish ahead of him. But I just think if he gets back to where he was, uh, anywhere close to where he was last year for the Alley Sheba, he's got a 110 buyer. Uh, not going to take a 110 to win this. So I, I think second off a layoff, He's very dangerous in here, and uh, I'm going to take him as second choice. Going to use Happy American coming out of the same race. I'm going to use Red Route One, and I'm really intrigued by this horse because this horse moved up from except the Matthew Zia and didn't win that uh, Zia Derby at two to one. But obviously, he was on the Derby trail last year. He finished fourth in the Preakness, didn't run well in the Belmont, but won the West Virginia Derby. So he's got some back class, and that race. In the Louisiana, gives me a little bit of hope, at least a little more than than, uh, than Happy American. So, um, it's best actor and smile happy for me. Going to use Red Route One and Happy American as uh, kicking off the pick four here. I ended up going with uh, Smile Happy on top. I think Smile Happy is the best horse on his best day, but he's quirky and. You're not ever sure when it's going to be his best day. So I don't think you'd want to take a real short price. But this horse, as you mentioned, uh, coming off a long layoff, uh, had to need that start, you would think, and ought to improve in this second out. And I'm going to bet that uh, this horse is ready to fire his best shot, like the the workout pattern uh, leading up to this. So I'm going to go with him on top. Um, best actor certainly uh, merits a lot of respect for Brad Cox, and as you note, uh, well drawn with the the speed and that number three post. W Nell, I'm going to use uh, had a 93 buyer at Keeneland, um, and then kind of just a dud in his four year old debut. But if the horse was not doing well, I don't think Gargan would uh, go to the trouble of shipping over from Florida. So I'm going to. Say WNL is ready to bounce back to something closer to what we saw at Keeneland. And if he is, and if he's even a little better than that, then he's got a shot at a little bit of a price. And then gasoline, um, 
I think this is a softer spot than he faced last couple of times. Uh, had a big number uh, last fall for Pletcher, and uh, I'm going to put him on the ticket as well and go four deep. And I could go deeper, but to keep the, the budget where I want it, I'm going to stop with those four, smile happy on top. Twelfth race is the grade three fairgrounds. It's the only turf race in the late pick four. It's four-year-olds and up. And I went with beatbox on top for Cherie DeVoe. Uh, more distance for this horse is, I think, the key for me. Uh, the horse uh, came up a little short at a mile and a 16th. This is the first try at a mile and an eighth, and I think that Beatbox may find that distance to uh, his liking, and that would be enough to overcome a bad post position out there on the outside. Got a long stretch, and uh, I think the uh, extra distance will negate the uh, negativity of the post position. Strong quality, I'm going to put on the ticket, uh, good speed, good post position, but uh, no edge certainly in the buyer department for this one, so uh, I wouldn't be too wild at a short price on strong quality. Uh, chasing the crowns a little interesting to me. Best ever buyer figure off a layoff from Mike Maker. This horse could just be starting to uh, find uh, his game at a little bit higher level, so I think that one's dangerous. Palazzi's another one at a bit of a price that I like turning back from longer races, and uh, they go to Tyler Gaffleone, and that's a big upgrade on the jock side for Palazzi for the Mark Cassie barn. So I'm going to go with those four beatbox on top. How about you? I'm going to go with strong quality. I, I thought that the uh, the pace of this race is somewhat similar to the dirt race that we just handicapped, and strong quality is literally the only speed in here. Now, beatbox went with him last time out uh, and ran second all the way around. Strong quality was in first, and beatbox was in second the, the entire race. And I, I get where you think beatbox could turn the turn the tide, but I just don't think there's anybody going to going to stretch strong quality here. And at a mile and eight, sometimes you think that, that speed doesn't hold, but it does. And, and I think um, Cassie's got this one in, in top form. And and uh, first time out at Fairgrounds, he went wire to wire. I, I see no reason he can't do the same thing. I didn't use beatbox. If beatbox was a turfway, I'd be singling him because he's a synthetic monster um he he has run well on the turf but he hasn't broken through he's got three seconds at fairgrounds three in a row so believe in seconditis you might key him second i didn't use him on top uh my second horse in here i'm only going to go too deep is i i use gigante for uh steve asmussen this horse is almost always overlooked in the betting and he almost always runs well he won the secretariat uh, grade two at Colonial last year at 22 to one. Uh, and then he, he came to Keeneland, didn't run that well in the Bryan station, but uh, Commonwealth was taken off the turf at Churchill and he won by four and a half at uh, 10 to one. So I think Gigante just shows up, plays his game. And if there is some sort of speed duel on the end with strong quality and a beatbox goes with him, there's a chance at a mile and eight that Gigante runs him down the stretch. So I'm just going too deep here. Strong quality. me. Strong quality, my top pick, and you're going to take my long shot. Race 13 is a prep for the Kentucky Oaks. Three-year-old fillies at a mile and a 16th in the Rachel Alexandra, a grade two. And uh, with the trainers wanting more time between races, I think uh, this one and uh, the Risen Star, they've become uh, popular just because of where they fall on the calendar. Um, and the Risen Star is the next one we'll talk about. But here it's the grade two Rachel Alexandra for sophomore fillies. How'd you see this one? I was a little troubled by VV's dream race uh, in uh, October at Churchill in the Rags to Riches. 
uh, I'm going to draw a line through that. When she goes off in a five-horse field at less than one to five, she went off at 19 cents to the dollar uh, and did not run her race at all that day. Got beat by West Sunset um, and Jin Jin, which are not two highly regarded fillies. And going back to the Alcibiades and before that to Pocahontas, I thought this was uh, the one of, if not the best, two-year-old filly last year. And Kenny McPeak from two to three is amazing. And I'm just going to say uh, she didn't run the rags to riches. I'm going to go off that Alcibiades effort, and I think she's going to be uh, difficult to handle in here. Uh, I'm going to use Intricate for Brendan Walsh. Uh, the golden rod last year at Churchill was extremely impressive, uh, one by five and a half. Um, I don't know how tough the field was, but she was extremely impressive that day. And she went from a 72 to 85 buyer. If she takes a step forward in her three-year-old debut, she's going to be really tough. And of the three Cox Phillies in here, I went with West Omaha as my third choice, um, simply because the Silver Bullet Day, she's got a win over the track. She beat Perfect Shot. She finished behind Alpine Princess in the um, Untappable, but she moved forward in the Silver Bullet Day, and I, I'm going to take her with a little bit more upside, I think. Uh, Saez is, you know, seven hole is good at, at mile 16th. It should be able to track the speed from out there. I think she's got a big shot. Uh, so intricate West Omaha and VV's Dream. I'm going to stick with those three. And I am going to go with VV's Dream on top and um, give her a pass for that effort. I don't have a good reason to give her a pass for that effort uh, at Churchill, but uh, I'm going to um, focus more on the previous starts that second and the grade one Alcibiades. And uh, she was just really uh, uh, stunning uh, in some of her other races. I like the work pattern coming back, so uh, it's going to be my second uh, Kenny McPeak barn horse to pick out of the first three races of this late pick four, so hopefully uh, for me to cash, it's going to be a good day for Kenny. I like Vivi's dream on top, and I'm going to take Alpine Princess on my pick four ticket off that nice win on December 23rd. It was her best buyer figure. She beat her stable mate who came back to win, and I'm just going to stick with the, those two because uh, I needed to tighten up the ticket at some point to be able to make it affordable uh, because I want to go five deep in the next race. So Vivi's dream over Alpine Princess and the Rachel Alexandra for me. And that will lead us to race 14, the grade two risen star for the boys, three-year-old boys at a mile and an eighth on the main track. And I went to Sierra Leone for Chad Brown, who's done well shipping in his derby contenders to the fairgrounds. Uh, this horse adds blinkers. Uh, came from way back last time, so maybe they wanted him a little closer. Adding blinkers, and those are some good numbers on that angle for Chad Brown. And the horse nearly won the grade two Remsen uh, at this distance off only a maiden win and posted a 91 buyer when getting the added ground in the Remsen. So uh, Sierra Leone for me, uh, track phantoms, not got the greatest post position out there in the 11 hole, uh, has won three in a row though. So I think he's very much the one to beat. Cardinal or Cardinal, a big improvement in the buyer figure when he got to go two turns for Todd Pletcher. So I'm going to use him. I'm going to use Catching Freedom for Brad Cox. Again, big improvement last time out over this track. Actually, I think it was Oakland. But anyway, uh, got a little added ground and ran well. And then uh, Real Men Violin. It's uh, Kenny McPeak with a horse that was second in the Kentucky Jockey Club and is working well coming up to this. So uh, I'm going to use all the, the uh, bigger-name trainers in this spot, take Sierra Leone on top. How about your thoughts on the Risen Star, Jim? I really like Sierra Leone, um, but the the race, the Remsen, 
was a muddy track, and the speed stopped, and uh, he actually got his head in front, and it was just a nail by Dornock, who also came from off the pace, if I remember correctly. Uh, and Dornock is, uh, you know, a, a serious derby contender in his own right. So this horse has only had two starts. Some of the others in here have had three up to five. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, so I, I like Sierra Leone as well, but I, I think on top, I'm going to take Honor Marie. Uh, you didn't mention this horse, but the Kentucky Jockey Club uh, last year was his third race, and he got a 92 buyer, and they've rested him since then. He beat Real Men Violin that day, and he had to go way wide to do it. It was six wide in the stretch. And uh, I love the buyer progression here, 71, 81, 92. Going to give Bayerano a shot to pull off the upset here with a, a fairly unknown trainer, uh, Whitworth Beckman. Uh, Going to use the same horses that you mentioned. Uh, Track Phantom, you've got to put him in there. Uh, I, I do think he may be used a little bit from the outside to get to the lead because he's going to want the lead. Catching freedom for Brad Cox off the Smarty Jones win at Oakland uh, with an 87 buyer. And Real Man Violin, I'm going to use for Kenny because I'm not going to let Kenny McPeak knock me out of the big four today. So uh, I'm going to use him. I'm going to stick with those five as well. I did not use Hall of Fame, and that's the one – that I almost put in there off that very impressive maiden win um, at Fairgrounds on January 20th. But I just don't think it's, it's asking a lot for a, a maiden winner to come up, jump up and get this kind of race. It's a really nice prep race for the Derby. I agree with you. It's a really nice group, and I could go uh, deeper in this spot than I did. Um, but uh, keeping my ticket at $80. So here's what it looks like. three, four, six, nine to start. Then two, three, five, ten, then five, six, then four, six, eight, nine, eleven, eighty dollar ticket. I could, you know, consider singling VV's dream and then uh, go deeper in other spots. But I wanted to have uh, one more shot of the Rachel Alexandra, so I uh, built it out to eighty bucks. How about you? Got a sixty dollar ticket. Um, went one, three, eight, nine, with three, eleven, with four, six, seven. With three, four, six, eight, eleven, and again, if Kenny McPeak has a big day, I think we might hit the big four. And you know, we've uh, you've used some horses I use, didn't use, vice versa, in uh, some of these races. So it just kind of gives you an idea of um, what the card is like. If you can find a way to, if you could even find a way to single somebody uh, in here, uh, I think probably could increase your chances. I just couldn't uh, do it. It's a really nice card. Um, Looking forward to getting into the rest of it uh, outside of the the late pick four. And uh, if you're playing there or somewhere else, just make sure you stock up that Keelan Select account this weekend because some good racing while you're watching all the hoops. For Jim Goodman, I'm Tom Leach. That's the End of Money podcast for KeelanSelect.com.